Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet Oncology podcast. I'm Luke Worley and in this podcast we'll be talking about the updated International Myeloma Working Group consensus criteria for multiple myeloma to be published in the August issue of the Lancet Oncology. Let's hear from our interviewee, the lead author of the paper. Can you give us your name and affiliation, please? My name is Shaji Kumar. I am in the Division of Hematology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. To begin with, then, can you just tell us a little bit about the background to the International Myeloma Working Group and Minimal Residual Disease Assessment for Multiple Myeloma? Why did the International Myeloma Working Group decide to form these consensus statements on Minimal Residual Disease Assessment? The, the field of myeloma has changed dramatically in the past decade. Um, when you look at new therapies for diseases in general, we have to have consensus criteria for determining if a particular drug therapy is working. And the International Myeloma Working Group, which is a, a group of um, myeloma leaders from across the world, over 200 uh, individuals, um, have been uh, getting together uh, very often to come up with consensus uh, statements uh, about different aspects of this disease. Along these lines, uh, the IMWG has been responsible for developing uh, response criteria along the way. The last set of response criteria was created back in 2006. And as we all know, since that time, several new, very effective therapies have become available for multiple myeloma. And the use of these new drugs and combinations have led to unprecedented response rates as well as responses that are very, very deep. So the current criteria, which relies exclusively on serum and urine monoclonal protein levels and a morphologic assessment of the bone marrow to determine the response rates and the depth of response, have become very inadequate. We know that a very, very high proportion of patients with myeloma can get a conventional complete response with the current therapies. So we needed to have more sensitive ways of detecting disease that is left behind in order to assess how effective a new drug therapy would be or a drug combination therapy would be uh, so that we, we can, one, make assessments about uh, how to proceed with additional therapy as well as to compare the different treatment regimens that are being evaluated. Moving to the actual consensus statements themselves then, can you briefly just outline some of the statements from the International Myeloma Working Group and outline just some of the newer methods that you included in them? Certainly. So the main thrust of the new uh, revised IMWG response criteria was to outline the assessment of minimal residual disease. So the conventional or the traditional ways of looking at myeloma response uh, in terms of partial response, very good partial response, complete response, and so on, have remained unchanged. What we have done is to add to that the, the consensus approach to detecting minimal residual disease. So there were two technologies that have been examined in detail in other studies and have been shown to be very efficient in identifying residual myeloma cells. One of them is flow cytometry. So by using a multicolor flow cytometry um, in a very standardized fashion that has been developed by the Euroflow Consortium. Uh, we can detect um, anywhere from one in uh, 100,000 to one in million uh, residual myeloma cells after therapy. 
Similarly, molecular methods, especially the next generation sequencing method, has also been shown to have similar ability in detecting very small numbers of cells left behind along the same lines of sensitivity. So we incorporated both these techniques into the new diagnostic criteria. So essentially, patients who have previously been called a complete response will be subjected to one or other of these two testing methods to detect if they have uh, one in a million uh, cells left behind uh, in terms of their myeloma cells. And the criteria that we actually included in the in the uh, revised um, IMWG response criteria is that the tests that are used should have a sensitivity of detecting one in 100,000 myeloma cells. So if they don't have at least one in 100,000 myeloma cells, then we can call that patient to be minimal residual disease negative or MRD negative. Now, we also know that myeloma cells can live outside of the bone marrow, and a lot of patients can present with uh, what we call soft tissue plasmacytomas. So we also included a criteria that is called an imaging negative MRD um, negative patient, and these are patients who will undergo a PET scan or a positron emission tomography scan, in addition to these uh, flow cytometry or molecular methods on the bone marrow to, to demonstrate that there is no disease outside the bone marrow. So a combination of these three tests will allow us to detect very small amounts of disease that's left behind after therapy. Finally, we also introduced a category called sustained minimal residual disease negative. And these are the patients who have a MRD negative test um, after therapy, which then can be repeated in a year or so, and again shown to be negative, suggesting that the response that they attained is, um, you know, can be sustained over a period of time. So in your opinion then, what are the actual implications of these criteria for patients and their management and treatment? How will the use of minimal residual disease criteria help drug approval and treatment options for patients with these haematological malignancies? Whenever we talk about um, response criteria, there are three main goals uh, for all these response criteria. The first one is straightforward. It is to demonstrate that the, the treatment has been effective and also will allow us to compare different treatments in clinical trials. So the first impact uh, would be the routine in, uh, incorporation of the new, new response criteria uh, in the uh, clinical trials going forward. So we can consistently measure uh, the impact of therapy, and we believe that this would lead to a more consistent approach to evaluating new drugs and potentially approving these new drugs for use in the clinic. The second goal, particularly with respect to the MRD criteria, is the ability for these criteria or these endpoints to be used as surrogate endpoints for clinical trials. So let me explain that a little bit. What is happening now is that most of the clinical trials are being designed with endpoints that are either progression-free survival or overall survival. And as the drugs get effective, it takes longer and longer to reach those endpoints. This makes clinical trials extremely long, especially for relatively rare diseases like multiple myeloma. So what we are hoping is that the MRD negative state can be a surrogate marker for prolonged progression-free survival or overall survival so that we can get our readout much earlier uh, so that we don't have to wait for years to conclude these clinical trials and publish the results. So by doing these trials in expeditious fashion, we hope that we will be able to get newer drugs 
uh, into the clinic much faster than what we are doing right now. The final goal of these response criteria is to determine how we treat the particular patient. So if a particular patient has a given level of response, how are we going to be changing our therapy? For example, if somebody is MRD negative, will we stop therapy? Will we make the therapy less intense? Or if somebody is MRD positive, after a set of therapy, are we going to add new drugs? Are we going to change the type of drugs? Are we going to treat them for longer? So there are very critical uh, treatment um, decisions that can be made on the basis of the depth of response. Now, we don't yet have all the clinical data that is needed for us to routinely implement these steps in the, uh, in the clinic, but those studies are ongoing currently. And most importantly and finally, the myeloma still remains incurable with the, the treatments that we have right now. But we hope that these MRD negative state, especially the sustained MRD negativity, would be the stepping stone for patients to be cured and hopefully will inform us of the type of therapies and the treatment strategies that we need to develop in order to reach that. And finally then, you've touched on how these criteria will shorten clinical trials, um, but is there anything else you'd like to add about the next steps for future investigation with use of minimal residual disease in multiple myeloma? Well, that is a very important question because we know that even with these current methodologies of um, flow and molecular methods, we know that there are still myeloma cells left behind because the vast majority of these patients who get to MRD negative, um, with at least with some of the previous treatments, still continue to relapse. So one, we need to continue to develop more sensitive techniques. The second aspect is that both the flow cytometry and the molecular method still using a bone marrow procedure, which means these patients have to undergo a painful procedure for this testing to be done, which limits how often we can actually do these tests. So the goal for the myeloma community right now is to develop tests that can be done on blood. So to that extent, we are looking at almost the same technologies. We are trying to see if we can find intact myeloma cells circulating in the blood in a very sensitive fashion. We are also looking to see if there are components of the cells, for example, just the DNA from the myeloma cells that are present in the bloodstream that can potentially be used as a way to detect um, presence of residual myeloma cells. So there's a significant amount of work that's ongoing in order to identify more sensitive, more accessible ways of doing uh, minimal residual disease testing. Well, it is a very important piece of work that brings to light just the importance of recognising minimal residual disease in patients with multiple myeloma. Saji Kumar, thanks very much indeed. Thank you.